Essay, speak like a native, practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period, consciously be aware what you saying. A, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A, tengo un secreto, escúchame bien por un rato. Guess what, when you speak Spanish, it's not English, it's Spanish. So, sprinkle that swag, stop walking around posting like, yeah, you me llamo. Dude, you sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Hey, I'm speaking from experience. Not a guru who's striving for excellence. Been speaking at Espanol desde el colegio. No más monolingüe. Spanish web drip. Yo soy bilingüe. And you can do it too. Apply the Spanish swag, you'll see you through. Speak like a native. Practice with feedback. Study, get creative. W, woke, period. Consciously be aware what you're saying. Accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. Hey, everybody, hola, 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 everybody, hola, everybody. Whether tú estás en los Estados Unidos, in the United States, or Costa Rica, in Mexico, in Africa, in China, in Venezuela, in Colombia, in Costa Rica, in cualquier parte del mundo. Te doy saludos. I want to salute you, greet you, and say hola, hola, hola. Yo me llamo Jesse Feliz. I am the host of Spanish Swag. So, primeramente. First things first. I just want to teach us a phrase and shout out to all the amazing people that have the ability to not only love what they do for other people, but also to love what you do for yourself. Like, yeah. really good things, whether it's your career, your occupation, your profession, whether it's an organization, de lo que haces tú en, te, en tu casa, cualquier cosa. This is how you say, I love what I do. Repeat after me, amo. Amo's coming from amar, like we think about amor. Amo lo que hago. Repite, amo lo que hago. Amo lo que hago. Sprinkle that swag. Not amo lo que hago. No. He says, escribe in English. It's spelled in English. A-M-O space L-O space Q-U-E space H-A-G-O. Okay? Primeramente, la H es silenciosa. H is silent. No one walks around saying, ah, hola. And if you do, Now please, they know that's not right. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Let's not do that, right? We're here to learn and laugh and grow and learn and laugh and grow some more. It's continuing. It's el desarrollo. So, primeramente, la H es silenciosa. Silenciosa. H is silent. Okay, so, amo lo que hago. That means I love what I do. So, write that down. I-M-A-O, A-M-O, space, L-A-O, L-O, space, Q-U-E, Q-U-E, space, H-A-G-E, Oh, H-A-G-O. Amo lo que hago. I love what I do. And you know what? Gracias a Dios. Praise to the Most High, el Altísimo, el Creador, que siempre me ayuda, que siempre me provee. Gracias, Señor. Um, I'm so thankful because I can say, amo lo que hago. I love what I do. I am thankful. Estoy agradecida. I'm so thankful for what I'm able to do, to work with people, to encourage people, to help develop and coach people in their second language skills, whether you are a student or you are living abroad and you want to travel and you want to learn and, and interact with your neighbors, or if you are a teacher and you want to improve la manera de hablar, 
right? Or if you are just a language learner or lover, heritage speaker, speaker, cualquier cosa, you know, we're all here to learn and grow. And as I shared last week, straight up, I make so many mistakes in mi lengua propia, in my own native language. I do not walk around saying, yes, am I speak the perfect version of the king's language. Across the pond now. Across the pond version of the king's language, to be precise. No, that's not me. Yo soy una persona muy auténtica. No perfecta. Not perfect. Only the most high is. But at the same time, I try to be as transparent and authentic as I can. So when I make errores, please message me, say, um, Jessica, actually, the correct way to pronounce this word in the English language is, you can message me. I'm all about constructive feedback. And if you want to be all negativo, you still can message, but I just might have to block that, block that, block the haters, block it, block it, block it. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. I was too busy blocking out the haters. Okay. So, primeramente, um, as you know, my Spanish swag song is only made possible because of the late, great Nipsey Hussle, que descanse en paz. Rest in peace, que descanse en paz. That's how we say rest in peace. One more time. Que descanse en paz. Paz is spelled P-A-Z, but that Z, 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 z that z, zebra, zoo, that z sound, no existe en español. So every single time you see una Z, a Z, think of it as an S. Okay, que descanse en paz. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. And I have to give a shout out because that's from his song, Last Time That I Checked. Oh, such an inspiring song and such an inspiring man. And all of what he did for his community, um, apart from even what he did musically and lyrically, that in, in itself was amazing. But his endurance as an individual, um, I send nothing but love and strength to his wife and his children y su familia and all of his close amiguitos. I encourage you all and thank you for sharing him with the world. So the shout out has to also go to El Papa de Mi Hijo, my son's father, because I didn't know nothing about Nipsey like that. I had heard of him, but I wasn't like a Nipsey fan. And let me just put this disclaimer out there right now. Because I told y'all last week about buenas vibras. Good vibes. Okay? Energia buena. If you negativa, vete para allá. Go somewhere else with that. Okay? Um, just like when people say, I remember when he was assassinated. Que descanse en paz. Rest in peace. I remember a lot of folks were saying, how you gonna be all up on Nip now? And you weren't up on him. You weren't right or die. Hold up. Pull up Scott. How many people are still motivated and encouraged and inspired by countless individuals from the past who they may or may not have been rocking and rolling with during the time when they were alive? I know I draw strength from people such as Martin Luther King and people such as Malcolm X and Booker T. Washington, right? And so like, for real, for real? Um, um, Beulah Mae Rucker. Oh my, I've really been like tapping into this woman's story. I mean, what she was able to accomplish to open up a school with little to zero resources in the late 1800s. So how am I going to be sitting up here and wallowing in El Valle de la Desesperanza, the Valley of Despair, talking about, woe is me, I need this, that. Nah, nah, tap into that. And tap into tu familia propia. 
Learn about your own people. Tap into what they have done. Stop wallowing in all the hurt and pain. That does not mean that the hurt and pain doesn't exist, but you know, you know, life is short. So you want to value the things that are important. I want to tie it back to Espanol because like I told you, we're here to learn and grow together, but everything's holistic with me. I'm not just all about a one straight hookup with me. It's all interwoven. I'm such a Pisces. So everything is interwoven and connected. But I made that song Spanish Swag because I've been feeling this over the years. I've been teaching por más de 14 años, more than 14 years. And even in my own development, in addition to just working with different educators and different students and living abroad in Costa Rica and just different experiences. And I'm just seeing how we just keep pushing people along and then people thinking that they're speaking Spanish and they sound horrible. Like horrible, like horrible. Like, please don't speak until you get this right. And I just want to remind us, you all, that when you study a language, not just el español, it could be francés, it could be mandarin, it could be a Swahili, cualquier lenguaje. The language is a reflection of the people who speak it natively and as heritage speakers. It reflects their community, it reflects their culture. And so by not embracing this concept of swag and by not consciously woke, consciously be aware of what you say. It. I'm not talking about, oh, I'm so conscious that I never make a single error at all. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like, am I consciously making an effort in my development and understanding of this language, in my execution of this language? Am I aware? Because that wokeness is being mindful. That's that giving a care about what you're doing. Mindfulness is not perfection. It's about, I'm aware. I recognize I made this error. Let me, I'm recognizing that I'm not sounding right. Cause not only do I want to improve the way that I speak my own self, but I'm also consciously aware that I'm speaking someone else's language, right? I'm speaking someone else's language that reflects their culture. So I just want us to be mindful. That's that woke bilingualism, hashtag woke bilingualism. Start using it, y'all. You know, like for real, for real, like we really have to be woke and conscious. We're living in this era of hashtag woke about what's been going on, las injusticias, injustices, past, present, sadly, stuff that may still happen in the futuro. Well, what about with what we're doing our own selves? So inspired, um by Nipsey Hussle, and as one of his famous quotes relates to the study of Spanish or the language, just study or discipline, period. El dijo, he said, instead of trying to build a brick wall, lay a, lay a brick every day. Yeah! Eventually, you'll look up and you'll have a brick wall, right? I love that. Again, instead of trying to build a brick wall, oh, I've mastered everything. I'm good. I got an A on the test. I'm good. I downloaded the app. I've passed everything. Hey, I got this. <laughs> nah, you got to lay it todos los días. Repeat after me. Todos los días. Todos los días. One more time. Todos los días. Todos los días. Todos los días means every day. Every day. Todos, all the days, all the days. Now, we got to be real. Whether you are a student or you are a young adult or you are like in full adulting mode or maybe you 
um, our retiree, pensionado, viviendo en Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela, España, wherever you are and whatever part of life you are, we all have busy things going on, right? Let's go. Even when the pandemic, when a lot of things have slowed down, it still can seem like we're like freaking busy todo el tiempo. Todos los días, every day, todo el tiempo, all the time, right? Nonetheless, you can still lay a brick. It's not about this perfect precision, but it's about consistency, right? Yeah, yeah. Break every day. Maybe it is reviewing this set of vocabulary. Maybe it is watching this movie in the target language. Maybe it is um, reciting your mantra in Spanish and going back to Spanish dict, D-I-C-T, short for diction or dictionary. I told you last week, get your mind out the gutter. Going to SpanishDict.com, a phenomenal resource where you can not only read it phonetically, how you pronounce the words, as well as speak it and hear it, but you can see rather a native speaker visually pronounce the word. So you're doing these things, pero poco a poco. Es todo es un proceso. Everything is a process. And I'm here, while you are up here every day laying these bricks, I'm here to help you lay that good old mortar, right? You gotta lay the mortar. Teachers, if you're listening to me, you are the mortar. Language cultures, coaches, you are the mortar. People have, there are really amazing textbooks and um, apps online and different sources of knowledge, right? And that's where you have the bricks. And then people, we have to actually do the work. You got to actually work. No hay atajo sin trabajo. No hay atajo. Sin trabajo. Ain't taking no shortcuts. It's all about work, 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 work. No hay atajo sin trabajo. I say that with my students all the time. No hay atajo sin trabajo. I got my kindergartner students saying it. No hay atajo sin trabajo. It ain't about any shortcuts. We gotta work for what we want. So you as a language learner, you are laying down the bricks. What are the bricks? the knowledge that you are learning, right? Whether you're learning it through direct experience, whether it's through a course, um, synchronous or asynchronous, whether you are living abroad, so now you're immersed, whatever is your bricks, you're receiving these bricks of the language. And you are actively the bricklayer. You have to actively do it todos los días. But then the mortar comes with that, speak like a native, practice with feedback. And so whoever is your teacher or your language coach or your tutor, whoever is there to help you and assist you along the way, they're there to help with the mortar so that you can, as Nipsey said, eventually you'll have a brick wall. But you know what? My sister Kelly Ferguson, Kelly L. Ferguson, follow her. She is such an amazing source of inspiration. Oh my goodness. Build birth balance. Just follow her on Instagram. Um, to learn more about her story and be encouraged. She's a civil engineer. And I know she frequently talks about, or she and I have talked about cement. And especially being from the North, these harsh winters sometimes will um, really jack up sidewalks and streets, potholes. It could just be a mess of situation. But I know, and again, no soy ingeniera. I'm not an engineer, so... Please forgive me, disclaim in advance if I misuse a term, but I understand the concept that my sister Kelly at Kelly L. Ferguson, again, follow her on IG, um, 
I know that what she's talked about is, well, what happens normally is if you don't have the right mix, right? If you don't have the correct amount of cement mix plus the water or whatever it is to activate the chemicals that are required to give you the mortar or to give you the cement, whatever is that paste-like substance, then yeah, that's when you will have errores, right? I remember um, I had a classroom one time and trying to not use names and trying to think about the exact scenario. Well, anyway, I had a class and this class had studied Spanish for more than a year. And this class also did not have reliable, accurate feedback. And so the students were pronouncing the letter G. Now G in Spanish is hey. Say it with me. Hey, wait till we get to the alphabet, y'all. It's going to be the bomb.com. Shout out to Ace in advance because we will be using one of his tracks to learn it. But anyway, um, when G is followed by O or A, O or A, those letters, then it has the G sound like an English, such as gato, gato, right, for cat, or the name Gonzales. It has a g, g sound. But if it's followed by um, I or E or E or A, the letter I visually and the letter E visually, then it has a he, he, he sound. And so I had a lot of students saying generoso and I'm like, huh? <laughs> so now it is generoso, generoso. But perhaps they were saying that because they had been instructed by someone who also did not know. And so we have to raise the bar. And so, yeah, they were doing lots of practice and they may even receive some feedback, but it was not reliable and it was not accurate. So educators, like I said, and as we know, if you know better, you got to do better. Okay. So vamos a revisar las vocales. Let's review the vowels in Espanol. Remember everyone, the grafema, that means the visual representation of this letter or sound. Okay. A E I O U. Those are the vowels in English. They are five written letters, A E I O U. However, they produce up to 20 different sounds, right? Long, short, A, E, E, O, U. It's all these different sounds. In Spanish, they are the same grafema. The five vowels are written are same the same way as they are in English. However, they are produced, they produce only five sounds. Ah, e, i, o, u. Just like you're on the beach, you're drinking some agua, everyone say, ah. You want to get somebody's attention? Say, eh, 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 Step on a cucaracha, e, e, not iguana, 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 ignorante, interesante, inteligente. We are intelligent beings. All of us say soy, that means I am, inteligente. That's a G followed by an E. Yo soy inteligente. Don't let anybody tell you not. Las vidas negras importan. I'm going to say it again. Black lives matter. Las vidas negras importan. 
important, not important. It's muy importante. Ah, now sprinkle that swag. Es muy importante. Oh, oh, accidentally fall and punch yourself in the stomach. Oh, oh, there's no ah. It's only oh, oh, oh. And then your nosy little cousin pointing at you saying, ooh, you in trouble? Ooh, ooh, ooh. A e i o u, a e i o u, a e i o u. What? A e i o u, a e i o u. What? A e i o u. Scan for the vowels when you are really diving into this language. I know as American English speakers, there are so many cognates. Cognates are words that are written and may even sound similar. And they look similar to a word in another language. And for us as English speakers, we see words and we're like, oh, okay, that's how I know what it means. Now, there are amigos falsos. There are some false cognates where they look like the word in English, but they do not mean the word in English, right? However, a lot of words do look similar. The word for television is televisión. Right? We can make that connection. Ah, but it's not television. <laughs> it's television. You have to honor the phonetics of the language, even if the word looks similar. Okay, so what we're focusing on today is, and again, I'm all about covering less things. I'm not just trying to cover, cover, cover and speed through, but master more things. Cover less, master more. And so you may be like, I already know how to ask this question. I definitely know how to say it. Well, muy bien. Perfectísimo. Okay, so maybe you don't need any Spanish swag. Maybe you got it all good. Está bien, tranquila. But for those, those of us who want to improve the way that we speak, we want to sprinkle a little bit more swag. Um, I just want to go over how you ask someone what their name is. Porque tu nombre es muy importante. Your name is beyond important. I want to go over how you can be, one can ask you what your name is. And then also give you three different ways to respond in una, con una frase completa. Well, in a complete sentence. Of course, if someone says, hey, what's your name? I could just be like, Jessica, Jesse, Yesi. But I can also put it in context of a complete sentence. All right. So we all have... Let me not say we all because it's not good to generalize. A large majority of us have heard of the question, ¿Cómo te llamas? Chicos, repitan, ¿Cómo te ya? Yeah, two L's make the Y sound. ¿Cómo te llamas? Or you may want to be más formal. ¿Cómo se? En vez de te, te, I'm talking at you. Tú, tú. Informal. Se, say it. Say it with your chest. <laughs> se. Como se llama usted es más formal. Como se llama usted? Every time I have greeted a parent of a student, I have always said, Como se llama usted? That is my mentality. Whether they are a Spanish speaker or not. I'm like, Como se llama usted? Como está usted? I'm showing más respeto, right? I want quiero ser respetuosa. I'm respectful with every, my students too, but you know, you, you, you're going to turn it up a little bit, turn it up a notch, right? Because you want to show master respeto speaking to an adult, okay? Or to a parent, rather. It's just more más profesional. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo se llama usted? 
That is when you want to be formal. ¿Cómo se llama usted? ¿Cómo te llamas? Okay? So, I don't want us to get caught up and only be a program robot and only know the question, ¿Cómo te llamas? Because guess what happens? A lot of people may not ask. Many Spanish speakers may not say, ¿Cómo te llamas? Even though every Spanish speaker knows what that question is asking. Quite often, I hear this question instead. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Or to be formal, you say su en vez de tu. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? ¿Cuál es su nombre? ¿Cuál es tu nombre completo? What's your full name? ¿Cuál es su nombre? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? But if I am only programmed to know cómo te llamas, and notice I'm saying go. Remember the O es cerrada. La O es cerrada. O is closed. There's an accent over it. C-O with an accent. M-A-O. Como, not como. You hear the difference? Como versus como. Como te llamas? Como te llamas? Como se llama usted? But if I only know that way, then when someone asks me, ¿Cuál es tu nombre? I'm like, oh, oh, what? what? Even though I should hear the word nombre, Nombre literally means name. If you are filling out a job application when you are traveling abroad and you have to complete a customs um, intake form, right? For aduanas, for customs, you will see the word nombre or and in parentheses a S for nombres, for your first and middle name. Nombre. It will not say, como te llamas? You're not going to just say llamas. Because the question, como te llamas? is literally asking you, how do you call yourself? But this is the beauty of translation and of studying languages and being bilingual and multilingual. Your brain does a translation to make it make sense for you. Literally, when someone asks the question, ¿Cómo te llamas? Literally, word for word, they're saying, how do you call yourself? If I walked up to anybody right now up in La Ciudad de Detroit, if I walked up to anybody up in Detroit like, hey, how do you call yourself? What do you call yourself? They, huh? What you mean? <laughs> Versus saying, what's your name? Or what is your name? For the formal individuals listening, what's your name? And even in English, we don't even say, what's your? Sometimes we mesh it together and say, what's your? What's your name? We breasted that the S from the what's, we combine it. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's, what's your name? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? You need to be exposed to both. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cuál es su nombre? Of course, you can respond by just saying Pablo, if your name's Paul. Pablo. Jennifer, Jessica, Yolanda. Cualquier nombre que tienes. But let's talk about how you can answer that in a complete sentence. And of course, my emphasis is speaking like a native. Como un nativo. Okay. The easiest way to respond is soy. Chicos, repitan. Soy. Soy. Do not leave your mouth hanging open like you saying soy sauce. Yeah, let me get some soy sauce. Uh, two packets of soy sauce. I'm not saying soy. It's soy, soy, 
Soy means I'm when you're talking about something definite about yourself. So let's just say this guy wants to know my name. What's your name? Where are you from? Who are you with? You the bomb.com. Yeah. Soy Jesse. ¿Y tú? So I'm going to ask all of you now, ¿Cómo te llamas? As if I'm speaking to each individual person. And I want you to respond by saying soy and include your name. But let's, you know, re-ask me back what my name is. What my name is. So when I ask you, ¿Cómo te llamas? Or ¿Cuál es tu nombre? I want you to respond and say soy, say your name, and then say, ¿Y tú? Okay, like you're asking me, and you, what's your name? ¿Cómo te llamas? Soy Jessica. Good. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Uh, what she say? Uh-oh, remember, you gotta be prepared. Sometimes you will hear, ¿Cómo te llamas? Other times you will hear, ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Right? ¿Cuál es su nombre? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? So you can say, soy, I'm Jessica. Soy Jessica. Soy Manuel. Right? You can also say, me llamo. Let's sprinkle a little bit more swat. swat. I said swat. I don't know what swat is, and I don't want it. Let's sprinkle some more salt on that. Let's add yo in front of it. And let me hear you say, yo me llamo. Oh, you all got to hear mis chiquitos in mi clase. I have some kids, preschool kindergartners, that are walking around, no lie, speaking with some more swag with the understanding that they do have. Hola, amigo. Yo me llamo Desiree. Mucho gusto. Yo me llamo. Repitan, yo me llamo. And notice how I'm sounding. Consciously be aware of what you're saying. Hey, accents matter. Please do not walk around saying, yo me llamo. Now they know that's not me right. Me llamo. What are you doing? It's There's an L. Denied. <laughs> ah, there are two L's. And two L's are, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It produces that Y sound. Yo me llamo. Yo me llamo. Yo me llamo Jessica. Yo me llamo María. Yo me llamo Pablito. Yo me llamo. You can also just say me llamo, but we can add yo me llamo. I like how that sounds, that flow. Yo me llamo. And then our last way, literally, the literal way that you say my name is. Because when you say me llamo, you literally are saying I call myself. But again, translate it. You got to make it make sense. It would sound redonkulous if I'm walking around. Hello, everyone. I call myself Jessica. What do you all call yourselves? Uh, see, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound weird. It doesn't sound good. So let's sound good. Let's speak with some swag. You're listening to my mommy, Jessie Feliz on Spanish swag. Bye-bye. Okay, repitan, soy, yo me llamo, or you can say, mi nombre es. Now, let's pause for the cause. If you have a pen and paper, please write this down because this is some swagalicious, really good seasoning that I'm about to bless you with, and I want you to sprinkle it all on your paper, okay? Okay, we're going to write this phrase down, mi nombre es, right? But I do not want to hear you walking around saying, me nombre es. That is not it at all. And do not tell them that your language coach is Jesse Feliz. I'm like, uh, uh, no. All right. Me. I-A-E-E-E. So you should know it's spelled M-I. Space. 
Nombre. Again, this is what you'll see on applications. N-O-M-B, as in boy, R-E. Repeat that with me. N-O-M-B-R-E. Now say nombre. O-E-E. Nombre. Mi nombre. Mi nombre. Bueno. Now space. Let's write the word is in Spanish. E-S. ¿Cómo se pronuncia is? Ace. Ace. Not S. Mi nombre es. Wrong. Ace. That's not even the real swagalicious salt I'm about to put you up on, though. Guess what? I don't remember being taught this for real, for real, until, like, I don't know, a long time. And I've been studying Spanish for muchos años. So, again, now underline that E, that last letter E, which is an A in Spanish. But I'm saying what the letter is in English, the grafema, because that's what we know. And I don't want anyone to be confused. Trust me, we'll get to the point where I can speak it in Spanish. And you gonna know everything I'm saying, okay? So, underline the letter E, the last letter in the second word, nombre. Now underline the first letter in the last word, which is E as well. And, so you got these two letters. The same two letters, but they're the ending sound of the first word. And they are the beginning sound of the second word. Same letters, but they're divided. Because they're two separate, they're a part of two separate words. Now, if you can, with your pencil, while you have these two letters underlined and there is a space, now draw like a U to connect from the bottom um, underline of the first E and connect it to the underline of the E in the last word. Okay, if you can visualize. It almost looks like a, two eyes and now a smiley face. In Espanol, when you have two words... And the last letter is a vowel. And the next word begins with that same vowel immediately following. I'm not talking about five words down, two words. The next word, you connect the sounds together. You do not pause. It's as if it's connected. Without swag, I'm removing that seasoning. You eating some boring piece of whatever meat you got or whatever vegetable you got. And you ain't got, well... I ain't going to say that because you can do a little hookup with vegetables. I think about some meat. I'm giving you some swagalicious salt because it's going to be a problem if you don't say this correctly. Okay. Without the swag, it's me nombre s. <laughs> me nombre s. <laughs> sprinkle some swag. Now we're going to sprinkle a little bit more swag and connect that a, a sound. Me nombre es. Do you hear it? I didn't pause. I didn't say me nombre es. Like me nombre Pause, es, mi nombre es, mi nombre es Jessica, mi nombre es Monica, mi nombre es Cristina, mi nombre es Carlos, mi nombre es Patricio, mi nombre es, mi nombre es. ¿Cómo te llamas? Soy Jessica. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Yo me llamo Jessica. ¿Cómo te llamas? Mi nombre es Jessica. Mi nombre es. Ok, so listos. Let's get ready. I am going to ask you three times what your name is, and I want you to try to respond in the three different ways we learned. Remember, you could say soy plus your name, yo me llamo plus your name, or mi nombre es plus your name. Ready? Here we go. ¿Cuál es tu nombre? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Muy bien. 
Now let me tell you what happens all the time. Oh, oh no, oh no, no, no. Here we go again. Here we go. That's a jam. Going through the same thing. Here we go again. We're not going to do that though, okay? Look, you heard me tell you, yo me llamo. And I told you, you can also say, mi nombre es. <clears throat> and mi nombre es is the literal, my name is. Yo me llamo, me llamo, translates. Meaning it takes what it says in Spanish and we make it make sense in English, right? Me llamo Jessica. But do not try to put your funk on somebody else's language and reconstruct it. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. I do not want to hear any more people that are listening to Spanish Swag right now with Jesse Feliz. Please, por favor, do not walk around and say, me llamo ex. <laughs> Yo me llamo ex. Oh, no. Oh, no. Teachers, do not give your students credit for saying, me llamo ex. Correct them. I'm not saying everything has to be a letter grade, but you have to set them up for success. That's unacceptable. This is like one of the basic lessons of learning Spanish. That's incorrect. Your grammar, G, grammar check. Conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A. Me llamo es, es incorrecto. That means I call myself is. What? That's even worse. Nah. The only time you're going to hear ace when you're talking about your name is going to be mi nombre es. Mi nombre es Jessica. Or you just have to say me llamo. Yo me llamo. And include your name. Again, I'm not here judging anybody. We are here to learn, ha, 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 laugh, and grow. How are we going to grow if we keep doing the same things? Right? We got to do better. Soy... Yo me llamo, mi nombre es. So, I wanted to bring this up real quick. A few items that um, I read recently. And it was very profound. And I love the way that Iman from the University of British Columbia's um, Equity and Inclusion Office described and how um, Iman wrote about why start with people's names and why is it muy importante. Now, let me pause for the cause. Some names translate because of their origin, right? Mary is a Latin name, and so we say Maria. William is Guillermo, right? Monica is pronounced as Monica. Christina is Cristina, right? George is Jorge. There are names that translate, Easily because of the origin of their names. My name, Jessica, comes from Jesse. Que descanse en paz. Rest in peace of my papa, my grandfather. Um, learned so much from him and I'm so blessed by him still to this day and so thankful for him. Um, but my name is Hebrew. And so with a large portion of um, the Spanish-speaking countries history being aligned with catolico, catolicismo, no, Catholicism. Let me say it in English until I can get it right. I know catolico means Catholic, catolica, but I don't 
no, the ism. I don't want to miscorrect it or mispronounce it. But with that Catholic influence, obviously in La Biblia, there's a lot of Hebrew names. And so many people will just call me Jessica or Jessica. And the J's and Y's, especially when it comes to names, are interchangeable. If you are in the Caribbean and someone calls you Jojo for short, your name may actually be Yolanda, but it's pronounced as Jolanda, even though it's written with a Y. Many of mis amigos, costricenses, when I would say Jesse, and if you, I want to get the J, J sound, they would write it with a Y. And when I write it with a J, as it is in English, it is pronounced like with a Y. But regardless, your name is important. Tu nombre es muy importante. And according to Iman from the Equity and Inclusion Office at the University of British Columbia, our names are an incredibly important part of our identity. They carry deep personal, cultural, familiar, and historical connections. They also give us a sense of who we are, the communities in which we belong, and our place in the world. And as Dale Carnegie writes, the sweetest sound in the world in, is the person's own name. So you know what? Honor the name that your mama and your daddy, Uncle Pookie, whoever it is that gave you your name. And if people mispronounce your name, I don't care what language it is, with love, because you probably, or if you haven't, you may in the future, mispronounce someone else's name too, right? Everything got to be done out of love, right? We need more light in this world and less oscuridad. Más luz, menos oscuridad. And I am definitely not talking about complexion because we need all of these beautiful colors that the Most High has bestowed upon us. I'm talking about negativity when I'm talking about la oscuridad. But the sweetest sound in the world is the person's own name. Your name gives you a sense of who you are in your own communities for your own self and your place in the world. So when you're meeting someone, ¿Cómo te llamas? Okay, ¿Cuál es su nombre? And they tell you, you their name. Be intentional. That doesn't mean be perfect, but be intentional. Remember we're learning about failing forward. Yeah, you may really jack up somebody's name. And someone may really jack up your name too. But make the effort. Por favor, make the effort to really try to get to know them and how to pronounce their name. And so I want to tell you a brief story about a student I had and why it is so important to not only get to know a student or get to know people in general, but also to get to know how to pronounce their name. So um, back in my be more days, be more Baltimore. I think no matter where I live, I'm just going to be real hype about the city. I think that's really dope. I lived in Baltimore for six años for six years. Um, amazing experience, amazing relationships cultivated. I mean, I feel like I have so many sisters that we are non blood relatives, but we are so connected to this day. So thankful. So, so thankful for my experience living in Baltimore. I'm sorry, Baltimore. Me and my foreign tongue, Baltimore. It's spelled with a T. Well, nobody that's from there says Baltimore. Everyone pronounces it with a D. Baltimore. Okay, so I had a student, and his name was spelled G-E-R-B-E-R. He was, his people were from El Salvador. And so I come into the school year, mid-year, and... I noticed, you know, I'm day one, I'm giving, I used to assign names. 
to students so we can get into the habit. That was what I was taught. You should give students names. But now I'm kind of in the place where I'm like, no, I don't know if I want to do that anymore because I want to honor the name that your mama gave you. And I need to learn how your mama calls you. I don't need to give you a nickname unless you want me to give you a nickname, but let's go through this. Well, anyway, so I'm going through the list and, and learning my roster and learning all my students' names. And again, his name is spelled G-E-R-B-E-R. And so when I got to his name, I know that G, as we just mentioned earlier, you know, when it's followed by an E is the H sound. So I said, Heber, and he looked up. Um, and he said, presente. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then somebody, some class clown was like, you mean Gerber? <laughs> like the baby food? <laughs> Everybody started laughing. And again, I started teaching in Baltimore mid-year. So I'm after the holiday break in December, I started like first Monday in January, all brand new, fresh out of college. So I'm like, I got to get this right. And so I had acquired the class down. And so, um, at some point I spoke with him later and he was like, well, um, some people in my family say Heber, but it's Gerber. I was like, oh, okay. But everybody was calling him Gerber. And he even responded to people saying, yeah, you know, Gerber and folks would crack jokes. And I noticed this even in the hallways, like people would call him Gerber. And I'm like, dude, why is no one correcting the situation? Gerber is actually a German, Swiss, and um, European Jewish name, Gerber, but it still is not no Gerber. It's Gerber, or me trying to pronounce it with Spanish phonetics would be Heber, and it's just like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I was feeling a certain way, and I was like actually getting angry about this because it's not right. His mama didn't name him no Gerber. I know we make connections. It's natural. It's it's part of being human, right? Yet at the same time, we have to be aware of um, the mindsets that we possess. It's hard. It's not a hard skill. It, it's, a, it's hard and it's not a hard skill. It's a soft skill, developing empathy. But we got to do better, right? And so I just want us to be mindful of that. And so I remember having a conversation with him. It may have been later on in the week or... A few days had passed or the following week, but it was within that first few, um, the first few weeks that I was getting to know my students. And I remember saying to him, well, what does your mama call you? How does your mom, como se pronuncia tu nombre? Like, que dice, como se pronuncia su nombre su mamá? Like, what does she say? And he was like, Gaber. And I was like, well, that's what your name is. Why don't you make, tell people it's Gaber? Or Heber is not no Gerber. And he was like, I just kind of got used to it. That's, that's not right. That's not right. That's malo. We need to honor people. How do you think that young man felt throughout his educational experience? In the land of the free, as we're told, everyone's included. Except if we can't pronounce your name and we don't want to even try to pronounce your name correctly, it don't matter. Know better, do better. If you know, know better. If you know better, you got to do better. Okay. So again, the way that you speak a language is muy importante because that language reflects the culture of the people who speak it. So it's muy importante para estudiar, para aprender cosas culturales. 
And it's not about losing your identity. Absolutely to dementing not. You are who you are. But you want to like care and be mindful and practice woke bilingualism at the same time. So I told you that nombre is literally how you say name. On any job application, you will see nombre. And specifically, it will say nombre. And then in parentheses, it will be an essay for nombres. That represents what is your first and last name. Getting your passport. Um, you look in the Spanish application side. Again, you're traveling to a Spanish-speaking country and you receive a customs form. Normally, um, they are bi bilingue, from my experience. One side, un lado inglés, otro lado español. So when you see the nombre with the ese in parentesis, that means first and last name. And then you will see this word, apellido. Repite, apellido. Apellido. And it will also have that S in parentheses. Apellidos. That means last names or surnames. Traditionally in American, United States of American culture, um, we have one last name. Some people hyphenate or they may have two last names, but traditionally, for the most part, we have a first, a middle, and a last name. Well, what is something that's really cool, again, the language affects the culture, so you got to also understand the culture. One thing I think that is so, so totally awesome is that in the Spanish-speaking world, you have your primer nombre, su segundo nombre, and then you have los apellidos, your last names, your surnames. It sounds weird to even add the S because we're so, we're so used to saying What's your last name, right? But the reason is, is because you take your, the two last names, the structure would be your father's last name and then your mother's last name. The, the primary coming from them, their father's going down. So your father's last name, your mother's last name, right? And it represents unity between the two families. I think it's so dope. I know when you get married, especially for women and in our culture, we have to go through all these hoops, <laughs> all these different things to change legally our name. Well, in the Spanish-speaking world, a lot of people do not have to go through that because then the children are born and they inherit the father's first last name and the mother's first last name. It's unity. And I think it's super dope. And what happens in the United States, because we normally don't have last names, surnames, it just says last name on applications, many people of um, herencia hispana, of Hispanic heritage, they will then include, they'll join those two last names by putting un guion, a hyphen, right? In between the two names. So for example, if you know someone and her name is Claudia Marisol, so that would be sus um, nombres. Primer nombre, Claudia. Segundo nombre, Marisol. Then sus apellidos, her last names or her surnames would be Medina, guion, hyphen, or dash, caballero. So Medina is de tu papá y caballero is de su mamá. All right? So again, you have your first, your middle name, and then your two last names, which represents the unity of las dos familias. Why is this important? Because again, and yo soy afroamericanita. Yo soy negra. I am a black woman born in the United States of America. Um, and for generations, my people through forced migration. Not by choice. No one was choosing. Hey, 
Bring me on over there, dehumanize me, still rip my culture, religion, beliefs, spirituality, dignity as a human being. Do all the other stuff. Yeah, I want that. Navier, nobody was doing that, okay? Um, through forced migration, I am who I am. I am where I have been born on the planet. But with that being said, um, we too need to be mindful. We don't get... Um, the you don't got to be woke in your bilingualism, the way you are woke in the way you interact with people. We don't got to be culturally competent. No, nah, because we already go through the stuff we go through. No, uh, nah, we have to be woke as well. Um, this is a statement from Silmarie Davila Montero. Um, you can find it at diverseeducation.com. I'm just going to read her statement. During my first two years in graduate school, a variety of situations made me question multiple times if I really wanted to insist on using both of my surnames. Comments such as, your name is too long, became normal but uncomfortable and started making me feel guilty of having to make people deal with my whole name. This one I'm talking about. Your name is your identity. And because other people are getting uncomfortable because they're not used to how the concept of you having two last names or the pronunciation of your names is making them uncomfortable? Y'all, we got to do better. Okay, continue. I later understood from talking to peers that the uncomfortable comments and misuse of my surnames were a form of microaggression, perhaps unconscious, and that I was not the only Hispanic person experiencing it. Hmm... Let us not bring the same colonizer mindset that we um, ourselves have experienced to learning a language, to connecting with people from different cultures, to learning how to pronounce their name, or if they have two different um, last names. Let's honor the fact that we are all unique. Todos somos únicos. Somos únicos. That's what makes this such a beautiful, diverse world. We're not all, it's not a one size fits all hookup, whether we're talking about tu cultura or tu lenguaje, because you really can't even talk about tu cultura y lenguaje separate because they are coupled together. They are interwoven. They are interconnected. So I want us not only to be mindful of como te llamas, Oh, um, ¿cómo se llama usted? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Um, ¿Cuál es su nombre versus tu nombre? And we know we need to respond with, yo me llamo, and not me llamo es, or say soy in your name, or um, mi nombre es, and pronounce it that way versus mi nombre es. But also, honor the way that people pronounce their name. And try, ask them, you can say, I'm sorry, come again. How do you say that? Like I have grown to the point where when someone tells me the name, I literally have to write it down. Is it pronounced like this or like that? And I still make errors. Somos humanos. We're human. So that's part of being human that we make errors. Just in case you didn't know. I don't know. And it's all in love, right? So as you're on this journey, I just want to encourage you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to coach you. Um, Get to know people for who they are and honor the way they mama. I say, I would say, how does your mama pronounce it? <laughs> That's why I normally ask. How's your daddy pronounce it? How your grandmama, your grandmama and them pronounce it? Learn how someone pronounces their name, right? And at the same time, 
You honor the way that your people pronounce your name. It's your name. My daughter's name is Abby. A-B-B-I. We learned that. A-B-B-I. A-B-B-I. Any of you that have to keep those little kids, like preschool kids, and they're learning how to spell their name, hook them with the beat, okay? Put their name spelling to a rhythm. It just works. It's just como magia. It's magic, it seems um, so. But her name is similar to the English name, Abby. I have had so many people tell her Abby, and I've said, no, your name is Abby. Okay, your father chose her your name and it means joy of the father. It is a Hebrew name and it means it's pronounced Abi. But we also chose, chose that name because we knew she was born in Costa Rica. She will be back in the United States going back and forth. And so I want her to feel comfortable with her name and that she can write it. Um, A-B-B-I. Nonetheless, I have had to pour into her to correct people that your name is not Abby. Your name is Abi. That doesn't mean that some people still may call her Abby and she does know how to respond, but it's so cute. Cause she always says that's because people in Michigan, I'm still trying to get her to understand. She clearly knows that she was born in Costa Rica, that we used to live in Costa Rica, but she equates Michigan. Now that we're back here and she's, since she's been in school, we've been in Michigan. Um, well like kindergarten on up school. She is always saying that everything's Michigan. And I'm like, well, the United States and we're learning English. She says normal talk versus that. It's so cute. But nonetheless, her name is Abby. It's not no Abby. Whatever your name is, honor it. Now, my name is Jessica, but I also know Jessica is a common name in a lot of Spanish-speaking countries, and it's pronounced as Jessica or Jessica. I understand that. You know, it's different if I have a totally different name. And people who call me Jessie or Jessica, you know, like, I respect and I understand it. But when I introduce myself, I let them know, oh, yo me llamo Jessica. Soy Jesse Feliz. I'm not going to flip the script and change my name to accommodate somebody else. Just like old girl said, she started to feel uncomfortable. Uh, no, even if you make errors in the pronunciation or not errors, because maybe in your culture, in your language, in your community, in your country, you pronounce it like this. I'm still going to honor who I am. Don't change who you are to make somebody else comfortable. Whether it's your name or it's your identity, be you and be blessed. Os quiero mucho. Love you all. I'll see you next time. Hasta la próxima. Adios. Essay, speak like a native. Practice with feedback. Study, get creative. W, woke, period. Consciously be aware what you saying. A, accents matter. Stress and expression. Romance, swagger. G, grammar check. Conjugate the verbs. Use the right verb tense. A, tengo un secreto. Escúchame bien por un rato. Guess what? When you speak Spanish, it's not English, it's Spanish. So sprinkle that swag, stop walking around posting like, Yeah, you me llamo. Dude, you sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Hey, I'm speaking from experience, not a guru who's striving for excellence. Been speaking at Espanol desde el colegio. Hey, no más monolingüe. Spanish web drip, yo soy bilingüe. And you can do it too. Apply the Spanish swag, you'll see you. Hey, yes. Speak like a native, practice with feedback, study, get creative. W woke, period, consciously be aware of what you're saying. A accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A.